expect Casey to try to put a little something extra on the slider here. Sun comes out from behind the cloud, and suddenly we have sunshine covering the infield. A 1-2 pitch to the plate. Swing and a miss! He struck him out! He struck him out! He struck him out! Are going to the World Series. All right, howdy. Welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast. Uh, this is your co-host, Rob White, fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2014. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is Roy May, fighting Texas Aggie Class 2015. I put something on Twitter asking if anybody had any questions, and the first response is cracking me up. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah Julie. Um, and we, we will definitely jump into that, because I, I think it's going to be interesting to see wh- how we quantify percentages on that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, but, man, we got a lot of sports to hop into, so let's just get into it. Um, uh, yeah. We can really kind of go wherever. Uh, <sighs> There's a lot of different things. We can yeah, let's not, well, we're going to knock basketball, uh, women's basketball out uh, first, and we can talk a little bit of men's basketball. Uh, but then I want to get into the diamonds. I want to get into softball, and I want to get into baseball. It was a great weekend for Texas A&M on both. Oh, yeah. Um, and so maybe we just need to send you to Vegas all the time. Well, I'll tell you what. That was another thing I wanted to touch on because I actually got to experience a sporting event for the first time in my life. Yeah, go fast, turn left. That's right. Go fast, turn left. I got to go see the Pennzoil 400. Uh, that was a great, fun fun little race. Uh, kind of missed out on not seeing any wrecks, unfortunately. But, I mean, you know, obviously nobody got hurt, which is always a good thing. Well, what's amazing is even in those ridiculous wrecks you'll see at Talladega, and especially the super speedways, um, the safety measures NASCAR has these days to see those guys walk away from some of the wrecks they do is it's fascinating it blows my mind the engineering safety that's oh now. no doubt my buddy James uh, so he actually got us set up with the with the scanners so we yeah. well we plugged in and we had our little mic so we could talk between the two but we'd we'd switch them back and forth between Chase Elliott and whoever else and just flying through and it's, hear uh, what's going on that that was a wonderful it's that they've been around for a long time but that's a wonderful PR move for NASCAR it's it's so fun to be able to listen to in-car audio um you know, and you know, unedited. <laughs> oh, I know. No, it's fantastic. It's hilarious. Like watching these guys go after each other. Yeah, not ready for TV. Um, but uh, so let's uh, let's talk basketball right quick. Uh, the women, uh, you know, the basketball, uh, the conference basketball tournament got into it. Um, won their first game, came back second game, uh, played Georgia. Unfortunately, dropped that. Georgia got off to a real hot start, and we kind of got off to a bit of a slow start, a little a little slow out of the gates. And, and while it's not a a nagging concern. It's not the first time it's happened this year. Uh, I thought they fought hard. You know, they got to about the last two or three minutes, and George just kind of pulled away. But um, again, it's it's not going to affect them heading into the tournament. You know, they're going to San Antonio. Um, you know, the four brackets. Uh, uh, you know, it's all going to be in a bubble, and I think they're supposed to be um, in the Riverwalk bracket. Okay. Which I mean, you figure, uh, you know, you, if you're a team from Texas, do you want to be in the Alamo bracket? Uh, I mean, well, not so much a team from Texas, but if you're from like Tennessee or Kentucky, you might be. Yeah, also, yeah, also. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, what we saw to them the first game of the tournament, though, they're they're obviously still still piping along. So you know, getting ready for them to set up for the tournament. Uh, men, we got to we got to see men's basketball. Yeah. Uh, just to confirm that we do actually still have a program, and I thought they played really well going to Arkansas on the road. Uh, I I was. I was wildly impressed because Arkansas is a kind of team that'll hang a hundred on you, but you may only score forty. At least the way I kind of what I was seeing from us. Right. So I thought it was uh, I thought it was a really encouraging showing. Yeah, you know, it's one of those. It's definitely the type of performance you want to have going into a tournament. Um, I think the guys. It was a little concerning. Obviously, you know, you've been off for however long, 
And now you find yourself in the situation where, okay, you got to go on the road to a top team in the conference and see what you can do. And you know, we want the, better teams in the nation. I mean, Arkansas isn't yeah. a bad basketball program. No, so they went out there and they performed admirably, especially considering you know the amount of crap we've had to hear online that we were trying to duck the game. I'm like clearly, the guys weren't trying to duck. They played pretty tough. No, I think, look, those guys want to play. There, there's nothing about yeah. us being off for a month that had anything to do with the players not wanting to play basketball. No. Um, but uh, so, but there were some encouraging things. So we'll just kind of see how that plays out. Uh, again, you know, this year is weird having an opt out, and you know, in basketball again, you know, one person that's can be like twelve percent of your roster if somebody decides not to play. Right. So we'll just kind of track how they play. So I, I want to get into the diamonds, and let's do it. Uh, and let's start on, uh, with baseball first. Yeah. I'm... So uh, midweek. So what did we say last week? We said we needed to see four and one, right? Right. Yeah, we said four and one. You know, maybe drop a midweek or you know one of the two games against uh, New Mexico State probably would have been okay. But. Right. If you go four and one, and that's because you go two and one in the series against New Mexico State, you know, I, I still consider that because because then that means you're you're winning those midweek games that right. you just don't drop. You shouldn't be dropping. No. So uh, I, I thought that I thought everything was kind of encouraging throughout the week. Incarnate Word was. Um, yeah, and we talked about that. That's one of those programs that, that they'll bite a big program every year. Yeah, and they've been a tough matchup for us last several years. I mean, they they took it uh, two years ago. Um, they, they took that game. Um, but we've had tight games with them. Uh, definitely a program I respect a lot, even if their fans are a little shitty. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, having been around um, – I mean, I, I told you that's like the first time I've ever been cussed out at, at Bluebell, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those situations where you you don't want to end up having to deal with those fans. but And they were loud again, of course, but um, it's always satisfying to win against a team like that, and especially in a comeback because the guys were able to kind of readjust themselves. Find the find, find the runs when they needed them, and they won. And I think that's one of the positive things to take out of that Incarnate Word was, uh, you know, they, they had to come from behind. You yeah. Know, they, they, you know, Incarnate Word jumped out and, and got on them, and they had to fight their way back. <clears throat> and then we get into the New Mexico State Series, and really at no point did you really feel threatened that we were going to drop a game. Well, it, it's, it's crazy to think, because we go back over the past several games, uh, and really the previous weekends, and we looked at what the concerns were, you know, offense, wasn't really getting going and pitching was lacking or, in a lot of or offense would go and then it would stop right then it would stop whereas you looked at our um, in pitching which is always you know especially with the Rob Childers team we go as the pitching goes and if the pitching's rough then we're in a we're in a tight it's spot. Be a rough year but over the course of the last two weekends uh, we have seen a steady improvement every single week from everybody uh, at this point I mean good lord you know Dustin science comes out here absolutely does a great job and let's Sounds go ahead and, great. and let's go ahead and jump in on Bryce Miller going 15 K's along oh, with Josh yeah. what, with what we have like 21 K's that game yeah. and Bryce Miller he got the Golden Spikes D1 baseball player of the week or Good whatever for him. it was um, earned yeah yo absolutely earned um so you go back into the series, and I think you make an interesting point as far as, you know, we think about the weekend so far. What have we had? We've had Xavier. Yeah. We've had uh, the, the the round robin. Yeah. And now we've had this. And what you have seen is an upward trajectory because that right. Xavier weekend was brutal. Um, right. And, it's, and that was a, you know, don't sound the alarms, but have your finger close to the button. You know, it, it follows up with some not stellar midweek play. And then you go up, uh, you know, and again, Baylor, OU, only drop again, go 2-1 and one that weekend. Uh, and so things are looking better. And then you see the midweek games, you know, HBU, Incarnate Word. Uh, you come come from behind on Incarnate Word. You yeah. know, you scratch out a, a, an important win. 
and then you go into the weekend against New Mexico State, and um, and I thought it was just a, a dominant series performance. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Now, are, are there things that we can still clean up? Well, in, in terms of the, my biggest issue, which has been my biggest issue with this team for a long time, which is the lobster problem. We still tend, there. I mean, it's still there. I mean, we have had times where we have hit with runners in scoring position, but it's very clear that with our given opportunities, we probably could have won these games by significantly higher run margins. You get away with it against the New Mexico State of the world. Right. You can't play these type of games, unfortunately, against the LSUs or the Arkansas or the Floridas well, of the world. Well, maybe LSU. Maybe the LSUs <laughs> or, or the Auburns, but we'll, we'll get into Baseball that in a minute. Baseball has been so weird. You know, it's, it's, it's odd enough because everybody preseason – was giving us so much crap, saying, well, A&M's looking rough against Xavier. What were they thinking? Um, yeah, they're clearly not there. But then, you know, LSU drops a series to Oral Roberts at home. Yeah, in the box. Yeah, in the box. And then you have Auburn, who, mind you, I did not realize this when I first saw the stats. They ended up blowing a 9-1 lead in the final inning. And it was all on two outs. I mean, that is impressive. They were down to their final strike like three or four times. That's that's a highlight that an Auburn fan doesn't ever want to see again. No, and I don't blame them. I, that's, mean, I, I mean, two outs and woof. I mean, is it some, I mean, at some point you got to figure just that's almost like the baseball guys not letting you win. You got two outs and right. you give up eight runs, and then give up two the following inning and, and drop the game. Yeah, it's like that's just something you can't do. I mean, you just can't blow a game like that. But you know, they did. You can't, but you did. But you did. So it's one of it's rough, and you had to deal with it. And you know now it's like, where's your where's your confidence as a team going forward? Well, and that's one of those things where yo hey, it's baseball. Um, Maybe that team just completely shrugs it off and moves forward. Yeah, that that'll just it'll be something to watch. But again, I don't think you're going to get a lot from a midweek game. You know, you see their performance unless they go out and win like twenty-one to nothing. Right, and you'll see that. (laughs) <laughs> that it did him some good, maybe. Maybe so. Um, yeah. D- don't be up just by eight runs. It's the new rule at Auburn. <laughs> right. You got to rock and roll a little so, bit. So uh, before we before we move to softball, I, I want to do something. We're not going to do sustains and proves. I, I kind of – I think I've – I know I've heard this somewhere before, but we're uh-huh. going to do kind of our version of it. Right. So relative to the Aggie baseball team, and it's still early, so these won't be uh, super easy to, to answer, I think. Uh-huh. But we're going to do what we know we know, what we think we know, and what we know we don't know. Uh-huh. Okay? So, what do we know that we know right now about this baseball program? Oh, man. What we know we know. Team, not program. The me. team. <laughs> so, what we know about... What we know what we know about this baseball team is that we have... Um, hmm. It's really interesting <laughs> the way you phrase it, but I, I, I do have an idea here. Um, what I do know is that the offense is inconsistent. Okay. That's, that's one thing I will say I know we know for sure. Because we have seen them put up a stupid amount of runs, and then we see them turn around and get smoked. Right. So the question is, you know, well, we really, it's like we know that they have been inconsistent, at least early. So for me, what I know that I know about this team is that the pitching talent is there. No doubt. It, it, I, I think there were questions after the first four or five games. There were. Uh, there was, it was legitimate issues with pitching, and that's a concern. Right. Right. Like you said, when the pitching isn't good at A&M, 
you might be in for a really rocky year because we don't recruit you know dudes that all hit 600 in high school it's just kind of not how our program works no. you know obviously rob likes you know small ball contact hitting you know we don't have a bunch of pow- power hitters so we don't have the gorillas like we've had you know yeah. especially you look at like 15 16 17 i mean we had big hitters at that point and we just haven't seen that equal power i mean you'll see one or two players have that but in general i mean also, you know, hats off to Will Frizzell, mind you. I mean, he's been nice to see him get back in the groove. Yeah, he's looking you know, fighting good. back off energy, off of injury. I don't think he ever really looked back last uh, last year, coming off uh, you know, last time. Well, last time we saw him post right. injury. Um, but I, I know. So what I know that I know is right. that the pitching talent is still there. Oh, it's definitely there. Okay, so on the next one, I'll, I'll go first. So what I think that I know is that the bats are there. Okay. And I and I and I think that comes from that inconsistency you're talking about. Right. I think that I know that there is an incredible offense, you know, on this team. this team. It's just yeah. it just refuses to rear its ugly head and start and you know averaging seven to nine runs a game. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, really punching around. So right. that's I think I think the offense is there. Right. I think what I know at this point is our off. Well, is really with the team confidence is building. I think this team is starting to realize their potential and starting to build that up as we're getting out of uh, non-conference play. Um, you know, this weekend with Sanford is going to be kind of our little bow cherry on top and, you know, going into our first real test going on the road to Florida. Another confidence builder. Right. Another big confidence builder potential. Going to be a lot of confidence going to Florida. Right. So <laughs> that, that's what you want. So, you know, you've got a couple of midweek games uh, this week, you know, with, AM Corpus, who I think is going to be a pretty tough test. They've been a pretty salty team last several years. Prairie View, not so much. Uh, but then Sanford's going to be, you know, they'll, they'll be what they're going to be. You know, we got to go out there and take care of business. Yep. And then, you know, finish off our midweeks after that and go on to play at Florida. Okay, now what do you know that you absolutely do not know? <sighs> what I know, what I don't know, is where Rob Childress's head is at. I think for me, is like I think obviously he wants the team to win. I think, um, but I just don't know really what direction this, what he's wanting to see out of the back half of this schedule here. Gotcha. What I know that I don't know is if we can put the pitching and hitting together in conference. And that is a very good point. I, I know I don't know that. Yeah. And that is and that is concerning heading into conference play. And I get that the SEC has had a lot of hiccups. I think you've seen a lot of hiccups across the country right now with, yeah. with top-ranked top teams. Um, but, you know, at the same time, then they're dealing with those confidence issues, so maybe you can take advantage of it. But right now, I don't know that we can consistently put pitching and hitting together, and we've got we got to do it in conference. Yeah, fingers crossed that the boys can really keep it rolling. I mean, I've been very I've been very happy with what I've seen lately. Um, obviously, it's still early. We still have a lot of things we got to clean up, but the boys are certainly looking the part as of the last uh, couple weeks. And you know, they put together a nice winning streak now. So hopefully, this thing will continue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, like we say, we're not rooting against them here. Oh, never. Um, never. All right, so now we're going to flip over to softball. And, right. and I think uh, I think it's important to follow up on this, especially considering we had Gray Robertson on. And, and when we talked about it, there was just a lot of 
Uncertainty. Gosh, what is this team going to be? <laughs> what are they going to do? You know, if they're going to win, how are they going to find wins? You know, kind of same thing where we were talking about with baseball. Sure. You know, are, are, are we going to have the bats or are we going to have a lot of low scoring, you know, pitchers duels this year? What's going to be the identity of this team? Right. And I'll tell you what, right now, the identity of the softball team is nothing but upward trajectories. So, um, and we'll go back to the beginning of their schedule. You know, they, they got started off in February and they kind of went back and forth uh, in one of their tournaments and, you know, win-loss, win-loss. Um, and then uh, uh, and then they, they, they finished off their Invitational with a win. So they went three and two in the Invitational and then they win their next three at Tulsa. That was that Tulsa suite that we talked about. Right. And then last week, midweek, they have Sam. And it was at Sam. They actually traveled to Sam. Right. Uh, and they went 11 to five. Solid win. And then you go into the weekend for the Reveille Classic. And, you know, you have Lamar and you know you have Campbell. So those are games, I mean, again, you don't ever go into anything expecting to win because I think of where maybe this team is at as far as expectations. Not not the girls and not the staff, but I think just kind of like more the way Gray talks, you know, was talking about it. And, right. Um, and you go in and, uh, you know, you open up on Friday and you had Lamar and Campbell on Friday. And you go out and you win 8-0 and you win 3-0. Right. Uh, there's a then get it Saturday morning. Um, they're really kind of Saturday afternoon. Uh, they get Campbell again. They win. Yeah, you know, there's a no hitter in there as well. Yeah. You know? um, and then you get the Tennessee game. So Tennessee was kind of the marquee opponent, right? Right. And it was a good game. It was a phenomenal game. I watched it. You want to talk about lobsters? Boy, Tennessee doesn't want to see a, a, a lobster anywhere. They ain't going <laughs> red lobster. That's none of it. Um, they've loaded the bases three separate times in that game and got zero runs out of loaded bases three times. Right. Or uh, was it was it zero or no? No. Yeah. yeah it was zero. It was mm. un- unbelievable to watch. So you're at a point where Tennessee, who's, who's a damn fine program, oh, is, yeah. is only up two to nothing. And um, but but their pitcher is, you know, she's one of the, you know one of the bright spots in the conference of the nation as far as pitching is concerned. Sure. And then uh, and then we, you know, we get to the plate and we go back to back Jackson. You tie it up at two. Yeah. And and, uh, and I and I think. Um, you know, unfortunately, they end up dropping the game three two. But you drop the game three two to Tennessee, um, and, and they're ranked nineteenth. Good team, right? And then you turn around Sunday, and you wonder if there's a letdown because of, that's a ton of emotional energy to go toe to toe with a mm-hmm. team like Tennessee and, and and it not go your way, unfortunately. Right. Um, and then you turn around Sunday, and they thirteen three. They run, they run rule Lamar. So yeah. obviously, the resilience on, uh, on the squad is is there, um, and and the bats are, are there. Um, and I and I think what we're seeing is an emergence of the bats and maybe identifying the true number one pitcher, which, again, remember in softball means you can pitch for like three days. Right. Um, it's unbelievable uh, just because the natural motion of the arm. So I was thrilled. I got to watch a good bit of it. I was between my TV, my laptop, and my phone. I had baseball on, I had softball on, and I was watching volleyball. It's a nice full weekend. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. volleyball uh, Volleyball won both of their matches this weekend. So... Um, and, and, I mean, well, and I had drill this weekend too, so I was having to sneak around with it a little bit. <laughs> those are, and those were both against Alabama, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but I, I want to do this real quick on softball too. And, and this is, a, and, and I watched a lot this weekend. I watched a good bit of softball, and I think mm-hmm. I got a much better feel uh, for the team. I haven't been able to catch a ton of the games, but I. Well, we'll what, give you a quick update on softball. They're actually leading uh, Texas Southern six nothing as of this recording. Well, that's right. They started at three. Yeah, uh, they, they, no, they got, got a double header. That's yep. right. Um, so you had five games over the weekend. Uh, you win the four that you kind of when you just think about Texas A and M as a softball program should always beat the Lamars and Campbells of the world. Sure. And you take the nineteen team in the country, you know, to the wire. Right. So what I know, I know about softball. 
I know that they have a legitimate power hitter in Haley Lee. Right. I know that for a fact. Um, what I think I know is that they have two solid pitchers. Okay. And what I don't know, and I know I don't know this, is whether or not the power production from the rest of the lineup can can maintain. Because mm-hmm. you can't just have Haley Lee hitting dingers. No. Uh, Shaley Ackerman just bounced one off of the weight room. So. <laughs> there you go. It happens every once in a while. So, but, but you know, through the weekend, you saw homers from not just Haley Lee. You know, you saw, sure. you saw power production uh, up and down the lineup. So I think that was, um, it's what you want to see. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and again, you know, just like baseball, you're seeing an upward trend. And even though they dropped that game to Tennessee, it, it wasn't a run rule. It was down to the last inning. I mean, they had shots in the seventh to tie it up. Right. Um, so so they're there. And I think they're a lot further uh, along than we thought they would be this early in the season. So that's that's really encouraging. It is encouraging, yep. especially with uh, conference play looming its head. Um, you yep. know, it's going to be one of those deals where it's going to be – what we've talked about before, yeah. Will that momentum carry? I think there's a good chance it will. I think, um, and with as stacked as the SEC is, it will be interesting to see how they respond uh, and to see if there's any other, you know, run production that does come out. Right, and then uh, you know, next weekend is their last kind of round robin classic invitational, it's right. the Davis Diamond Classic, uh, Montana. I, I, I can point out on a map. I have no idea about their softball program. But Louisiana Tech is one of those, uh, you know, they always have, um, you know, have a decent program. Yeah, so they're solid right up there with Louisiana Lafayette. You know, good, good, solid program. Yeah, they're got three against Montana and two against Louisiana Tech. So this is another weekend to maybe see some more upward trajectory, uh, see some more uh, names kind of emerge as as threats um, with power, with contact. You know, just be able to get around the bases. So oh, yeah, super excited for Aggie softball. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's been a lot of good sports. It has. It's been a, yeah. I mean, yes. Uh, volleyball sweeps. It was just. It was a really good weekend for 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 the Aggie athletic department. Oh yeah. You know, we picked up another commitment today in football. So it's from Fayetteville. Yeah, from Vietnam. Um yeah. So uh, so you know things are, are are rolling along nicely. That's great. Um, so I I didn't know if you wanted to talk a ton about NASCAR or if you can, if, are you good on that. Topic? I'm i pretty much covered what I, I wanted to talk yeah, about. Yeah, NASCAR is cool. Um, NASCAR is really cool if you can get like a pit pass and really see you know what all goes into a, or to a race day. Mm-hmm. But um, so barring sports, which you know the majority of what we do is we talk about sports, mm-hmm. but you know we can talk about other things on this show. Oh sure. Um, so. Uh, I mean, we can get into the questions right now if you want to. Uh, we certainly can. Uh, let me pull up because I'm double checking on a couple things here. Yeah. So, um, so we have, we always ask if, if y'all have any questions for us, and um, and so uh, I'm gonna <laughs> some of these questions, man. I know. Um, what what percent of red ass are y'all? I'm not gonna answer that. <laughs> oh no no no, we should. I mean, come on, it, it's there. It's uh, awesome. Man, I, I mean, I always I used to be at like 115 percent, man. When you're wearing the yellow or whites, you don't really yeah. have a choice. But it it also makes it really easy to be that way. Um, on a on a gray Tuesday afternoon, I'm probably sitting about 65 70 percent. Yeah, I'm passing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, passing passing the red ass. I feel I, that. I, I would I would say on a regular basis though, I probably roll around 90 percent, 95 percent. I uh. 
I mean, this weekend, I mean, I, I had drill and I still found a way to watch baseball, softball, volleyball. I, watch, I mean, I watched volleyball, you know, and, I, and that's not a huge viewer sport. No, I mean, I would say, I mean, I'm. You know, Bird is building a program. Oh, yeah, no, she definitely is. I'm probably around about 90, 91%. I, only because only that's, you know, my birth year, 91. Oh, very well. Uh, but I'll, I'll stick with that. Just because, I mean, I feel like I probably could have made things work and been at baseball this weekend, but I decided to go out of town. And Every once in a while, it's completely okay to have a weekend that's not. And also, right. Well, and also, also with with a uh, band stuff, it's going to get to the point where I just I can't make weekends happen, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, it's just it's like everybody else. You know, you're in school, you don't miss anything, and then you become an adult and have adult things to do, and you're like, man, I wish I was doing again, yeah. going to games and having sports passes and be able to go to everything that you wanted to. Uh-huh. All right, so I'll, I'll answer the second half. Of the, well, I'll ask the second half of the question here. So, or you know, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, uh, do the revelies come back? If they do, are they fuzzy? or just bones I mean you gotta think that at that point the de- the decomposition has already taken place I mean well, I mean Reveille 8 though are we doing Pet cemetery? what are we doing uh, yeah so personally hey, I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, you know more like Resident Evil okay okay so I, I, I think it's just uh, that's a, I never in my life did I think I'd have to answer this question <laughs> now, 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 here, now here's the question will they still bite at you or will they? St- or if they bark, do that? Does that still encourage you to leave class early? That's the real question. Because having not, uh, eight other revelies running around on campus—that sounds great. Well, I mean, it has the potential for a lot more classes to be dismissed. So that's nice. That is true. Uh, I like this one for Julie. Julie rattled off a couple questions. What building on campus would you bring back, and which one would you implode right now? Blocker, uh, blocker gone. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how anybody doesn't say blocker. Blocker is gone. You know what it, building? You know, it looks like a Soviet mental institute. Right. As bad as it was, uh, you know what? Honestly, if I could bring back one building, uh, G. Raleigh White. Yeah, the Holler House, dude. That was yeah. gonna be my answer. Yeah, I would absolutely bring G. Raleigh back. I mean, G. Raleigh was great. I mean, and it, you know, you had a bunch of you know, f you know athletic classes and stuff in there too but that's where the bookstore was whenever I got here because they were still renovating the MSC well it was like the close intimacy of it too like I mean you were just on top of the players on top of the game you oh know, yeah Reed is that expansive kind of it's almost more for venues it, than it is for sports I'd say it feels more like a cathedral yeah but I mean yeah the hollering house on the Razzis man loud yeah I'm, I'm all about bringing the stands closer to the action oh sure 100% um, so uh, but yeah yeah, <laughs> blocker. Five ninety-five. We've been up a poll bit on ninety-five percent. Would say blocker. I bet. Blocker gone. Uh, so, and then final question: uh, best brand of bubbles? Uh, gazillion bubbles, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's on Rob. Those those things have a great solution. They hold up well, and you can get them at Walmart for dirt cheap. Rob, Rob is in the business of knowing very specific things about bubbles. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind that's of my hilarious. dog's name. Did we so say they're at Walmart? Yeah. Yeah, they're at Walmart. There you go. And they're, they're easy to spot, too. They're green and purple. All right. So, and John asked a question, and I'm going to stay away from the three wishes one because, like, I'll just sit here forever trying to think of that. But the second question is you asked, if you could interview any famous person, who would it be and why? Now, the, now let me preface. Is this a person that's alive or dead? Yes, you didn't preface it. I'm going to say alive. All right. Famous person that is alive. If you I interview any famous person. I mean, I think, I bet I could guess yours. Oh, you think you could guess mine? I do think I could guess yours. If I could interview any famous person, honestly, I would say probably Dave Grohl. Yep. I was like, it was, it, it was between Dave Grohl and, and James Hetfield, but between the two of those, I'd probably say just Grohl because you get double experience with Nirvana and Foo Fighters, and I love both bands. So That's fair. Yeah, so I'd probably have to say Dave Grohl. You know, I don't know. That That's tough for me because I feel like... 
Yeah, part of me would want to just sit down. If you're talking like just sit down for an hour and just not interview, but just talk, kind yeah, of interview, just like con- shit, conversational yeah. interview. Um, I feel like Jerry Seinfeld would be really high on my list for some reason. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I I I, I think he's kind of a, kind of kooky. I think he's hilarious. Um, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. For some reason, him. Uh, I think sitting down with uh, with Bill Burr. Okay. Just because. You literally have no idea what's going to come out of his mouth. Uh, so, uh, so if we're going down that road, I would say one other person I wouldn't mind having a conversation with would probably be Ron White, the comedian, just because I have a feeling he's just he has so many interesting life experiences. Yeah, you wouldn't really have to say much of a word. Just give him give him a cigar and a whiskey and just. Let oh, him I know. Out. No, yeah, which he, is basically his whole bit. I'm about to say, yeah, put me in a room so you know the two of us have a scotch, both of us have a stick, and we'll just sit there and shoot the shit. That would be awesome. Yeah, I can yeah, get that behind that. Cool. Uh, what about athlete? Ooh, athlete! If I can sit down and chat Just with the thing, like, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Oh, uh, living athletes, honestly. Well, because I mean, I'm I'm such a Steelers guy. I would have to say probably. Uh, you know what? Honestly, Randy Johnson. The big unit? The big unit, huh. man. I can say this. I mean, he was around at so many teams, and you got to understand, when I was growing up, I was a big-time Diamondbacks fan because, you know, they're in Arizona, they're a fresh expansion uh, team, and yeah. we're out in New Mexico, so that's really one of the closer teams to us. And, you know, they went on to go win the World Series against the Yankees, you know, like yeah, you know, right. the evil empire. They won it. And so it was cool to watch that team. And, you know, that you know, everybody, Mark Grace and um, – Oh God, uh, Craig Council with his goofy at you know goofy batting stance mm. like that whole team was just loaded with great names, and of course you know um, Gonzo out there launching balls to. Yeah, I you know, forgot about Luis Gonzalez. Oh uh, yeah, you know, he's one of my. That was the first baseball jersey I, I ever bought that a name on the back was a Luis Gonzalez <laughs> jersey man. Nice. Lo- love that guy. Uh, but anyway, so I, yeah, I would say I would say probably Randy Johnson. See, I, I'm I'm kind of torn like. Part of me would love to sit down with Michael Jordan for an hour. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, just because, really, to crawl inside the mind of somebody who is, like, so incredibly, like, kind of alpha-oriented and success-oriented and just yeah. kind of see what makes them work. Uh, and it's just intense about it across the board. You know, just, right. uh, you know, all the interviews and everything you see with him, it, it's it's not a facade with him. Um, right. My other athlete would maybe be, like, Phil Nicholson. I think he'd be. I think he'd just be really cool to sit down and chill with. Yeah, I think Phil. I mean, honestly, you pick a number of different golfers. I think would be just most just of them fine. pretty chill. Yeah. Um, and then I could do one that that's kind of spans between you know celebrity and golfer. I'd, I'd sit down with Bill Murray. Bill Murray would be really fun to sit down. Uh, I would love to like drink a couple too many with Bill Murray and just let him go, man. Oh Talk yeah. Talk about all all the days back, you know, when he was younger and acting in the. You know, the days of, like, the prime days of Saturday Night Live and, and Caddyshack and Stripes. and if, if you had to give me one other individual, I, I mean, Grant, I know we're going way off here, but just <laughs> since we're enjoying the conversation, I would say probably Jack Black. And the only reason is because Jack Black, I just feel like a lot of his musical stylings really kind of influenced what I enjoy. And a lot of his mannerisms are things that I appreciate. So I feel like I feel like the two of us would get along really well. I can see that being a lot of fun to sit down with him. Oh, no doubt. I mean, just he's a goof, and I love goofs. That's fair. So I think that'd be a fun conversation. Yeah, and again, like for me, it's not sitting down interviews. Like sitting down, and just having a beer with him. Oh yeah. You know? I, don't, I I wouldn't come to the table with a whole bunch of questions. Just kind of let him get let him run with it. Let them drive the conversation. Oh sure. Um, so back to sports a little bit. I know we've got. Um, 
Stanford, we talked about baseball. We talked about softball coming up. Yeah, we covered everything coming up. Pretty much. Okay. Um, I, this is kind of a short cast today. Just I, things have been really goofy. I, you get you, you know you were in Vegas. I had drill. I had three day drill. So I had Friday to Sunday. I've got mm-hmm. another drill later this month. Was, uh, for some reason, March is, is busy randomly, mm-hmm. and um, and you know all the schedules are starting to ramp up. You know, getting into conference play. We've got basketball tournaments coming up. Right. Um, so we're gonna have a ton, a ton to deal with. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, you, know, you can never have too much sports. No, you yeah, can't. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yesterday, uh, West Ham played the Monday match, which I really don't care for, except for when I have drill all weekend. I'm totally right. cool with them playing on Monday, so I get to watch. Uh, yeah, how'd it go? I mean, I was, uh, I was traveling all day, so. Oh, yeah, they uh, we beat Leeds 2-0. Um, nice. Probably should have beat them about 4-0. Um, but they also had a, a goal disallowed that was sketchy. Wattage. Yeah, we had Mike Dean reffing again yesterday. Right. So that was... The Mike Dean show is always something fun to watch. Yeah, that's what that's what we keep hearing. But um, so we got uh, I've got some stuff kind of in the hopper um, lined up. Uh, I'm nice. still working on the same stuff I was talking about. But uh, this weekend uh, we should be, if not this weekend, absolutely the following weekend. But this weekend we should be rolling out uh, the smoked chili dogs at the restaurant. Nice. So um, we may I may run up there on Thursday and and do a little trial run. And if we do, just kind of pay attention to Good Bull Twitter. Um, we might uh, run a little flash special because we'll have some up there. Because um, you know that's the thing about when you train in the food industry, food gets produced. Right. You, know? <laughs> you can't just point and go through the motions. You actually have to make sure people do it. You know. Right. You know, check mark, check mark, check mark. So we might have a couple chili dogs on Thursday to either give away or, or sell real cheap. Um, so, uh, but yeah, just keep an eye on the restaurant. You know, it's it, as the weather gets nicer and sports get geared up. You know, we tend to get busier, and, and busy is always good. Oh yeah, I feel that. So, uh, but yeah, outside of that, man, I'm just I'm, I'm like everybody else, just plugging along. Like I said, I've got to go to mm. where am I going? Camp uh, Camp Bullis, I think. I don't know. It's north of San Antonio. I think it's Camp Bullis. I got four days of a warrior competition, and there you go. Yeah, I'm gonna have to shave twice in a month. What? Nah, what's all that about? Well, I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, I want to say we got some fun news coming up. Uh, nothing I can share yet. Uh, I know, like I have, I have some stuff I want to tell you, but I just can't. I you, I, I, I'm in the exact same boat. And as soon as I can, I'll be able to tell you guys the same thing. But uh, I'll be playing with Jordan Nix uh, this weekend. We're up at uh, Peace and War in Texas, up in Plano. Uh, we're going to be yeah, playing there. Uh, we're going to be opening for our buddy Tanner Usry. And we got a few more shows this month, and then uh, some other fun things after that. Are so. you guys uh, local this month? Are you playing the tap or uh, no? So all those are going to be uh, all out of town. Uh, all out of town. We're, okay. we're, we're at um, like I said, we're at Plano this weekend on uh, Saturday, and then we will be uh, Oklahoma Friday night, and then the Majestic Saturday up in Fort Smith, Arkansas, the following week. So we're going to be cruising around. You say some actual road trips there. Yeah, some real road trips are finally getting into it. So uh, that's where we're at right now. Um, and, you know, once other news is coming around, I'll be sure to share. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, <laughs> it's really good news. Trust me. Yeah, end of news report. What did um, uh, be sure you go on uh, the a and Barstool account. Yes. It uh, has a thing for the Dixie Chicken bar vote, so make sure you hop on and vote for the Dixie Chicken. Yep. I, um, and just, just retweet that, you know, best bar Dixie Chicken. Make, you know, make sure you hashtag that and push it out. Yeah, Aggies don't lose polls. Yeah, especially when it comes to our bars, man. <laughs> we love our oh, bars. Well, especially the chicken. I mean, the bird is... Oh, know, we love the bird. It's legendary. Man. We love the bird. So, uh, um, yeah, the, the thing with... Uh, Oh gosh, uh, 
Dude, I've got some videos coming up with Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually going to get to do some stuff. I think it has to do with kind of like recruiting things. So uh, right. keep an eye out for those. We're, they're kind of in the midst of of, uh, of it right now. Mm-hmm. But um, be a whole bunch of different stories just about, you know, different students. And I am a different student, that's for right. sure. Um, I believe the correct phrase was non-traditional, which right. is a nice way of calling me old, I believe. Yeah, but, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, so, you know... Um, we're on that, and the Brian Bosworth thing came out. I was really happy with that. So that's cool. I mean, what what a cool thing! It was really fun to actually be you know over at Good Bull while that was going on. Yeah, you want to talk about a, a dude you love to sit down and interview? Like he was fascinating to sit and talk. I mean, he had you know he had a couple of questions you know on a script, but man, most of that was just he and I just talking, man. Right, and um, that's that's great. So easy to get along with. He's such a such a such a nice guy, and and. I mean, you want to talk about a dude with stories? You know, he's certainly got some. He came through college football when it was. I mean, he was really the first guy to truly have his own brand. Well, you know, he, well, he was. He was the first real celebrity about it. If you think about it, I mean, you know, you look at, at the college level. I'm about to say you look at a lot of college players. I mean, you know, you look at the brands of folks like Johnny Football. You look at you know. Uh, and that's just an easy example for us to use. But I mean, he was the boss, and everybody knew who he was. Everybody. Absolutely everybody, because he was running around with a mullet and you know the big, big Huge sunglasses and that neck roll. Oh that he yeah, used to wear. That dude absolutely destroyed people, and I mean he owned it. And not to mention wearing a bandana, you know, to the football game. Like who did that? Yeah, just him. He, he was. It was him. He was the guy. He was a brand, and you know, good on him. Yeah, that was that. That really was a fun interview. Neither of us were really asking each other questions more than we were just kind of talking. Oh yeah. That's fantastic. So, all right, with that, I guess it's on with the rest of the week. I'm, I'm going to go home and watch some softball. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go watch the baseball game here in a little bit. And I get to go unbox my new upright base. It just came in the mail. Oh, so boy. I'm looking forward to having to play around with that. But Don't worry, we will not be uh, doing any live sets on, on the uh, – on the podcast, I, I never said that. <laughs> so, so we are. Uh, so, make sure you do follow us at our socials. That's Roy May fifteen on Twitter, Rob the Slapper on Twitter, and of course, if you guys have any additional questions for us about upcoming casts, hit us up. Shoot us five star review on on Apple, uh, so we can get this thing to more people. Um, I know this is a very niche podcast, but anything that can get our name out there and maybe expand on what we do, that'd be great. Well, don't forget to follow, uh, you know, Good Bull Barbecue. You know, that's kind of all of our stuff we do. You know, your band. Yeah. Um, yeah all be all sh- that stuff. Yeah, be sure to give, yeah, give everybody a nice little holler and a follow. Yeah, so. yeah, this one was kind of thrown together, but I really wanted to talk about baseball and softball, so I'm, I'm glad we got that, got, got that covered because, right. I, man, I, I think there's a lot of excitement around both diamonds right now. Well, yeah, and it, it's definitely the mood has improved from week to week, and that's always a good thing. Yeah, and I think I'm probably almost even more excited for softball because baseball, I thought we always figured would finally, they, they'll get it going. Right. Softball, yeah, after that talk with Gray, I was like, man, how are they going to do this year? But they really are starting to define I mean, themselves. I mean, they're 11-3 and three and about to probably be 13-3 and three by the end of the day. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm excited to see them really truly find their identity and, and and play for each other. They do the home run hugs. I love that. Love that. Like all the good, like whenever they have a good play, whenever they hit a home run, like they give each other. You know, there's no dash or anything crazy. Like this year, their thing is hugs, and I love it. I yeah. think it's hilarious. I think it's awesome. Support everybody, man. So, all right. Well, if you can, if you're in Aggieland, get out, get get out at the ballpark. Weather's getting to be nice. Um, oh, it's great outside. It feels fantastic. Yeah. Go to softball, go to baseball. Um, you know, if the weather stinks, go to volleyball. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we're just go to volleyball, period. Because um, all, all three of those programs are certainly uh, certainly going in the right direction. And that's yeah, what we like to see. 
Yep. All right. Well, guys, we appreciate y'all listening in. Thanks. You're going to beat the hell out of COVID and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, go on.